This is your Yahoo Finance Market Watch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. News. This is Yahoo Finance Daily, a daily update on the top business, finance, and stock market news from around the world. Let's jump into today's stories. Investors will have another packed schedule of corporate earnings reports to consider, alongside the latest monthly jobs report from the Labor Department. The April jobs report will likely be the latest positive data point underscoring the U.S. economic recovery. According to Bloomberg data, consensus economists expect to see that non-farm payrolls grew by 978,000 for the month, accelerating from March's gain of 916,000 and representing the biggest rise since August 2020. The unemployment rate likely fell to 5.7% from 6.0% in March, or to the lowest level since March 2020. And the labor force participation rate probably rose 0.2 percentage points to 61.7%, as more individuals came off the sidelines and returned to work or job searches. Some economists are expecting even stronger gains. Nomura economist Louis Alexander said this Friday's report will show a monster U.S. payroll number, with job gains coming in at well over 1 million. Reopening activity spurred increased spending on leisure and hospitality over March and early April, based on the BEA's, or Bureau of Economic Analysis's, weekly credit card data, likely translating into a strong increase for food services and accommodation employment, although we see some uncertainty over how quickly increased demand will result in employment gains, he said in a note Friday. Moreover, jobless claims, both initial and continuing, trended steadily lower over the April reference period as labor market conditions strengthened, suggesting solid employment gains for other industries, Alexander added. Business survey measures of employment improved, on net, as did the conference board's labor market differential. Others agreed that the consensus estimate for payroll gains may be too conservative considering the acceleration of the national vaccination program and velocity of the economic reopening over the past month and many populous cities and states have recently signaled their intents to lift even more restrictions in the near term, with California setting a full reopening target of June 15th, and New York City aiming to fully reopen July 1st. This could stoke even more hiring in the lead-up. It seems that the one question we have fielded multiple times over recent days about payrolls relates to the prospect for a near 2 million gain. The reality is we cannot outright discount that. RBC Capital Markets economists wrote in a note Friday. Many of the metrics we tend to use for forecasting payrolls are out of sorts at the moment thanks to the aggressiveness of the reopening. So what we would say is this. Whether a 2 million gain happens or not, the clawing back of those people sitting on the sidelines 
seems poised to continue in earnest over the coming months. For investors, the April payrolls report will likely also serve as another piece of data showing the economy made strides toward achieving the Federal Reserve's target of substantial further progress in the recovery, after which policymakers have signaled they would be willing to start discussions to roll back crisis-era monetary policy support. Still, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has said he wanted to see sustained improvement in the economy and a string of months of one million or more job gains before discussing a policy pivot. But when asked what might constitute a string of months during his last press conference on Wednesday, Powell declined to offer a firm number. I can tell you what it's not. It's not one really good employment reading, which is what we got in March. We got close to a million jobs in March and a very strong labor market reading. And I was just suggesting that we'd want to see more like that, Powell said during his latest press conference on April 28th. We're 8.5 million jobs below where we were in February of 2020. And that doesn't account for growth in the labor force and growth in the economy, that trend we were on. So, we have, we're a long way from our goals. And we don't have to get all the way to our goals to taper asset purchases. We just need to make substantial further progress. It's going to take some time. Uber, Lyft earnings. Ride-hailing giants Uber and Lyft will be among the major companies to report quarterly earnings results this week. The reports come following weeks' worth of estimates topping first-quarter results from a host of companies across sectors. As of Friday, 86% of S&P 500 companies had beat consensus estimates on earnings per share for the first quarter, according to FactSet data. And if this percentage holds through the end of earnings season, it will mark the highest beat rate since FactSet began tracking the data in 2008. Both Uber and Lyft could see some upside as beneficiaries of the economic reopening this year, with vaccinated individuals more apt to return to traveling and ride-sharing. Both companies have targeted achieving adjusted EBITDA profitability by the end of this year, aided by a pickup in demand and more prudent cost-cutting measures. We continue to like Lyft as a mobility pure play as rideshare recovers in U.S. and C the U.S. and Canada, driven by vaccination, J.P. Morgan analyst Doug Anmuth said in a note Friday. On the 1Q call, we will be focused on commentary around the cadence of recovery and rideshare, and more color on the incentives and promotion spend required to increase driver supply. Anmuth also sees Uber getting a boost from the ride-hailing demand recovery, and added that momentum in Uber's food and drink delivery business should continue to perform strongly. Delivery gross bookings, which include Uber Eats, exceeded mobility gross bookings in each of the last three consecutive quarters, as customers opted for at-home dining over going out to restaurants. Strong first-quarter results from smaller competitor Grubhub last week suggested that strength would likely continue. Still, Uber's delivery business remains unprofitable. Though CEO Dara Kashrashahi said in February, he believed it would post an adjusted EBITDA profit by the end of this year. Given Lyft's singular focus on ride-hailing, its shares have outperformed those of Uber so far for the year to date, after underperforming in 2020. Shares of Lyft have risen 13.4% so far in 2021, versus a 7% rise in shares of Uber, and an 11.5% rise in the S&P 500. Both companies, however, are exposed to regulatory risks, especially around potential classification of their drivers. Both Uber and Lyft sold off last Thursday after U.S. Labor Secretary Marty Walsh told Reuters he supported reclassifying most gig workers as full-time employees 
rather than as contractors. Uber and Lyft have previously said such a move would increase costs for the companies to a detrimental degree and would force them to hike prices for riders. A Supreme Court decision in the UK, one of the company's most lucrative international markets, earlier this year already dealt a blow to Uber on this front. It required the company to reclassify drivers as workers, entitled to benefits like a minimum wage, holiday and sick pay, and rest time. While our 1Q mobility EBITDA has upside, margins will compress 2Q through 4Q due to incentives and UK-related costs, and could possibly push our break-even timeline from 3Q21 to 4Q21, Anmuth said. To see the full economic calendar for this week, visit yahoofinance.com. For more live coverage of business, finance, and stock market news, please visit yahoofinance.com. We'll be back tomorrow morning with your daily update. So until then, thanks for listening. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.